Welcome to the 34 Welcome to Make Matriarchy Great Again. Welcome back to our series on women pirates. Up next, our episode on women pirates in the Renaissance through the 18th century. Join in as Dawn Sam Alden regales us. Um, so then we hop over. Um, we we sort of skip ahead to the uh, to the 16th century. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a couple of different uh, pirates. We have um, Grania or Grace O'Malley. Oh, I think I've heard that name. Indeed. She was an Irish pirate. And uh, she was uh, part of a, a, fam- a large family. So she's a played a part. I mean, I, I have a feeling she's been in a few pirate romances that have been written. Yes. Oh, okay, yes, good. indeed. Not, yes, indeed. I lost my mind because she mm-hmm. seems like that. Uh, I think perfect, perfect character for that kind of thing. I think there was even a short-run Broadway musical called "The Pirate Queen" that I believe was about Grania O'Malley. Nothing says high seas warfare like a Broadway musical. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so her, her clan, she grew up on the west coast of Ireland uh, in Connacht. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm so bad at, at, at uh, those well, old languages. Well, hold that for a second because what's interesting about that, and I thought that that name stood out for a reason, we had our discussion about the Celts and we talked about Queen Maeve. That's true. She's the queen of Connacht, if we say it right. All that right. Was the queen of. So... Uh, apparently they have a tradition. That they indeed do. A very long time. So, okay. They're very, very much so. Um, so, uh, you know, many, many stories and legends have uh, grown up about her. Um, one that uh, she buried more than nine tons of treasure that is still undiscovered and has been, is guarded by her curse. You know, a typical pirate curse that if you... And- that if you get it, what happens? Um, you know, blessed be he that leaves these stones, and cursed be he that moves my bones. Is that uh, that's the curse I'm, on yeah, I, on Shakespeare's grave? Yes, yeah. You'll have to say the place where she comes from over and over again. That'll be your part of your curse. Yes, uh, yes. Or, or sit through her musical on Broadway. So yes, uh, yes. Well, and you have to learn how to how to pronounce all of her uh, place names correctly. Yeah. Um, so her um, her family's motto was "Powerful by land and by sea." Wow. And she was taught to sail from the time she was a little girl. Uh, and you know, seas, uh, rivers, and the and the coast were the easiest means of travel at that time, and the easiest way to move goods. 
So if you're moving expensive goods on the sea, well then, naturally what's going to happen is pirates are going to try to take those goods. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, at 16 or so, Grace uh, was married to Donald O'Flaherty, who was the son of her neighboring chieftain. So uh, she stayed, sort of stayed in the ruling family um, in her new home. And uh, his family ruled the area around what is now Connemara. And um, he and his wife were uh, rather fiery, shall we say. So they were constantly fighting with each other. They were fighting with others. Um, they, uh, They had very quick tempers, the both of them. Wow, um, pirates that were quick-tempered. I would expect them. <laughs> you know, I would have thought they'd be more like accountants or, you know, maybe... Uh, poets, yes, poets yes. Romantic poets. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, and she had all sorts of adventures, you know. Um, they would... Uh, they would uh, raid ships. They would also, um, you know, do little raids on coastal towns. They would. Uh, they would also, similar to uh, to Elfhild, they would um, provide protection for ships uh, for a fee, which was, you know, another way of of saying pay me not to um, to pillage your ship. And, uh, and of course, you know, if, if she could catch any foreigners, any English or anything like that, then that was especially wonderful. Wow. Um, that's, I mean, she is a, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a great, I could see why you would make that into a great, you know, story or play. Although frankly, I still think it's probably all of these stories. Well, almost all the stuff we talked about with the, the fighting women, could be great movies. I think we've talked. Oh, just, this would be this would be yeah. amazing. You know, she her first husband was killed in a raid, um, so she uh, she had a a falling out with his family, had to strike out on her own, married someone else, um, had children with him, uh, was was still uh, engaged in piracy, in fact, was in labor when they were doing an attack on, um, on another vessel. And, <laughs> yeah. And they were losing, they were losing the fight and her crew, uh, you know, asked her essentially said, you know, come and, and, uh, and motivate the men. And so, you know, she's she's for kind of in labor and she comes storming up onto the deck and is like, can you can't you do without me for one freaking attack? I, you know? Oh, man, where is that scene in movies? <laughs> oh. Good, yeah, and uh, you know her her second husband also. They had uh, they had marital battles. At one point, she locked him out of his own castle and said, you know, she she essentially 
essentially saying to him that 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 uh, time's equivalent of I need some space. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think we find that uh, people have always been the same. So, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. It's it's, it's kind of. um, That is crazy story i i saw this um uh, just looking at uh, there's some names of some pirates here uh women pirates and lady mary killigrew mm-hmm. is that name familiar indeed yeah she was uh in also in the 16th century and uh was on the cornish coast of england so let's talk a little bit about lovely lady mary killigrew um she was actually born into piracy. Hmm. Now, how is that? Because, uh, you know, again, uh, coming from a long line of uh, seafarers, you know, she was off of the Cornwall coast, so right on the sea. And uh, her father, Philip Wolverston, was known as the Gentleman Pirate of Suffolk. Her brother Peter raided ships on the Irish seas. Her cousins were also pirates. Um, she married a pirate, Sir John Killigrew. So her father was the gentleman pirate, and so he would uh, capture your ship very politely. Indeed, indeed. He would always say, please and may I, and then <laughs> thank you afterwards. So After he took all of your goods, indeed. What a nice pirate he was. What a nice man. What a lovely man. Lovely man. So, yes, she, uh, you know, she she approved of the family business and jumped right in. Uh, She um, liked the finer things in life. And so um, she would tend to take um, fancy goods to sort of give herself the illusion of living a life as um, as an aristocrat. Huh. Well, I mean, she kind of would have, right? I mean, that she if she's stealing indeed. enough, she really is living that kind of life. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, she had to lie low for a few years because um, they... Uh, her family attacked uh, someone who was a close friend of Queen Elizabeth. And so uh, he complained specifically about the piracy, the pirate ring in Falmouth Harbor, uh, which was in that area. And so uh, she had to kind of lie low. Uh, But uh, a couple of her, her friends um, and compatriots were uh, hanged for piracy and apparently were hanged for crimes that she had actually, um, she had commanded the raids that they were um, accused and, uh, and eventually executed for. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah. It's almost like a pirate behavior. It might be, yeah. Yeah, I think... <laughs> now, so... 
Mary was, you know, she, again, you know, after a few years, she returned to piracy and she was actually arrested at one point. But luckily by that point, um, her son, John, uh, was engaging as well in the family business and had acquired enough loot that he basically bribed, um, bribed the right people so that she could, uh, she could get free. And uh, and and uh, was acquitted by the court uh, because enough palms had been greased. So it would be really fascinating, and just looking aside from matriarchy, I would be really curious as to the descendants of Lady Mary Killigrew, mm. uh, what they do for a living now. It would be really I, yeah. for the last hundred years, like what they do for a living. Are they corporate raiders? Are they high <laughs> finance people? It would be just fascinating to see, like who is descended from her. Indeed. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, you know, there's more. There's uh in the sort of Mediterranean Sea, there's Charlotte de Berry. Um, in the American colonies, someone named Fanny Campbell. Um but the one I would love to talk, well, we have to talk about Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. Um, yes. let's, 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 so let's do that. There. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. So probably the most famous in terms of, um, in terms of stories and, and books and all that sort of thing, both um, fanciful, you know, both largely fiction and, uh, and historical stories about female pirates are Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. There's a really wonderful book called The Only Life That Mattered, which is um, a novel about Anne Bonny, Mary Reed, and Calico Jack Rackham. Um, there's a wonderful play called The Female Pirates, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. Um, and they also represent, uh, Mary Reed represents um, sort of the 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 type of pirate, um, the type of woman that lived as a man, that dressed as a man, that, that, that um, disguised herself as a man and lived as a man. Um, so did she, so she and Anne were partners and Mary dressed as a man? Uh, I mean, by partners, I mean sailing partners, pirate partners. Uh or are they separate? They're two separate because you've mentioned Mary that Reed and Anne Bonny are two separate women. Oh no, I, I know that, but are they yeah. two separate stories? Are they? Two no, together? no, they they their stories intertwine. Okay, and um, and so Mary Reed lived as a man or dressed as a man. Yeah, she was um, the reason that she lived her life as a man, uh, at least up until you know where when she had the ability to choose was um, her her father. Well, her, her mother's husband had a, um, a son, and then the husband went away to war, and um, whoops, there was a daughter that was born. And uh, the, the husband's father, uh, excuse me, the husband's family was fairly wealthy, was certainly wealthier than, than uh, the wife's family. So the husband was killed in the wars. And so the, the uh, grandmother of this son was willing to pay uh, an allowance 
in order for the son to be brought up in a, you know, in a comfortable fashion. Unfortunately, um, the son died, but Mary's mother still wanted that money, so she dressed Mary up as the son. Ah, okay. And, uh, and told the grandmother that this was the boy so that she could keep getting the, the uh, allowance for the child's well-being. Oh, my. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mary lived as a man, as a boy, and then as a young man um, until, uh, you know, she was of the age that she could run away and make her own life. But, um, but she actually preferred to live as a man. Um, at that time period, I would imagine it, it you know, offered her more, a lot more yeah, a lot more opportunities than she would otherwise have. Um, Anne Bonny was sort of a camp follower in more more from that tradition, where you know women who fell in love with pirates and came on board and lived the life of a pirate because um, you know because their partner was there. Um, mm-hmm. So she came to the life um, deliberately, and you know. Um, and even though she often dressed as a man when they were in battle, Anne Bonny never pretended to be a dude. She just liked the clothes. She liked she liked the clothes. She liked the lifestyle. She liked Calico Jack. Mm-hmm. So um, Mary Reed became a pirate because she was a sailor in the Dutch Navy, I believe. She joined the Dutch Navy as a man. And became a sailor. And her ship, the ship that she was on, uh, was attacked and captured by Calico Jack and Anne Bonny's ship. And she, along with all of the other um, sailors on the ship, were given the choice, join the crew or die. And so she wanted to live, and so she joined the pirate crew as a man. And, uh, yeah. Did they know know she was not a man? They did not. Okay. Um, One of the things that uh, that they talk about is, like, how could all of these women disguise themselves as men and live in the, men, and live in the close quarters of a ship and not be discovered. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact of the matter is there really weren't there really weren't that many times when they could be discovered. Everybody wear, wore the same clothes, you know, you you didn't change <laughs> yeah. your clothes. Generally, you came on a pirate ship with the clothes you were wearing and you wore those clothes and if you got a tear in them, you repaired them. But you never, it wasn't like they changed clothes all the time. You know, they even slept in their clothes. Um, wow. the pr- I, that, that must have been really just a, a, just from a, you know, aromatic standpoint. Probably mm, indeed. Well, yeah. although, you know, pirates were probably cleaner than people who lived on land because they bathed more often. You know, they, <laughs> they had the opportunity to jump into the sea. So, oh, yeah. Um, the, the privies were fairly private affairs. Um, you know, they were generally a, a hole over the ocean 
and you know you would sit on it and do your business. Some uh, women who disguised themselves as men actually made themselves little uh, horns or funnels <laughs> so that they could pee over the side of the boat, just like uh. a, a dude. Um, yeah, so there really weren't that many ways that you would be able to, you know, if, if your fellow sailor was sick, because you were in close quarters, they talk about this, that because people were in such close quarters, they tended to, to respect each other's privacy. So there were no questions of, is that a funnel in your pocket? Or are you just having oh, to just, so, there you okay. go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> you know, they do talk about like how did they hide their menstrual cycles and, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, this whole thing. I mean, just the, I, I mean, I think just for the effort of pretending to be, I, I mean, just for pulling it off, that uh, pulling it well, off itself is just pretty big accomplishment. Well, you know? it's, it's, you know, it's more the psychological, um, the courage of it. There yeah. is, you know, quite a, actually a surprising number of women. Um, I remember reading this uh, study about uh, British, the British Navy, because, you know, there were press gangs and the, the British Navy was always looking for sailors and they never had enough people to man their boats. So they would press gang people all the time, essentially kidnap them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd wake up on a, Navy ship and, you know, a hundred miles off from shore. What are you going to do? You're now welcome to the Navy. You know, you're now part of the Navy. So um, they were not picky about who volunteered to join the Navy. If, uh, you know, someone who looks like a young man, uh, you know, there was no physical examination. There was no requirements. They would you know, if someone showed up at the dock and said, I want to be on your crew, what's your name, boy? You're in, you know, that's it. So it was actually very easy for women to, to pass as, as sailors, as young sailor men. And then the, the, at, at one point, I remember reading a statistic that it was likely that at any given time in the British Navy, 2% of the sailors were women disguised as men. That's pretty, that's fairly amazing. It does. It means that if you're on a boat with 50 crew, one of those crew is going to be a woman disguised as a man. And if you're in a boat with 100 crew, chances are two of those crew are women. So then, you know, boats, uh, ships with vessels would get captured by pirates and given that choice of like die or join the crew. So if there's, you know, one or two women on every boat, that means that they're going to be given that same choice and they're probably going to become pirates. So the, the, the presence of women pirates, either openly or disguised as, as men is actually a fairly, a fairly common phenomenon or certainly certainly much more so than we think about now. And I I tend to be always suspicious about when numbers are lowered too, you know, what they say 2%, but was it four, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it could be very, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, a number of stories I think you and I have talked about of, of women 
who in the service, whether the Civil War or the American Revolution, where they're, you know, they were dressed as men. So dressed it's as men, yeah. They would often go off because they didn't know if their, you know, if their beloved, their husband or their boyfriend were coming back. They didn't know if they were going to be able to communicate. They didn't know if they were going to be taken prisoner of war. And there were quite a few women who decided that they would rather be with their beloved, uh, you know, through the uncertainty than be left behind. And the way that a lot of, you know, and when we talk about um, defending the home front, we'll talk about women that that disguise themselves as men in standing armies. Um, But often the way that it comes out is after the war is over, the women will come forward and claim a pension, a soldier's pension. Ah. And um, and their, uh, the, the men that were around them in their regiment will testify that, yes, this person was fighting next to me and is entitled to the pension of a soldier. It's amazing that, I mean, I would imagine uh, and wonder if there would be reluctance to give them the pension no matter what, but it's good that it, it sounds like they got their pension nonetheless. Yes, I mean they had to they had to the fight for it. They had to provide proof obviously um that they had fought disguised as a man um that they were actually, you know, a soldier, but they would show their wounds, their scars and if they could get their um you know, their the people that uh were in their regiment to vouch for them, uh then they were they would they would be granted a pension. So they would be able to live out their lives. I was so, looking for, there was a, something I saw and then you go ahead. There was something I saw that about a decorated female soldier. We'll have to, we'll have to, when we come up to that topic, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it just came up recently. Yeah. Uh, and this was somewhere else, but so that's, so we have Anne and Mary. Um, right. So getting it, back to Anne and Mary. How did so, that, So what happens, or so the story goes, is that Anne Bonny, who was, you know, the the lover and accepted common law wife of Calico Jack Rackham, took rather a fancy to this young man who uh, had been, you know, had recently joined their pirate crew and, uh, and started to flirt with him and pursue him. And Calico Jack uh, did not take this well, got pissed off, and um, started to threaten uh, Mary Reed, at which point she had to let the two of them into her secret, which is that there would be no romance because she was a woman. Now, some versions of the story say that... um, that uh, Mary Reed was a lesbian or a trans man um, and that uh, Anne Bonny was bisexual and so she was the lover of both Calico Jack and Mary Reed. Um, I, I could see, I guess, you know, obviously lesbianism has been most throughout the ages, but how would she have been a trans man in... 18th century. Well, she she would not have been able to have an operation, but if she uh, if she uh, because of her upbringing or in in addition to her upbringing, if she considered herself a man, 
Oh, I get it. So, but that literally not, there wouldn't have been a physiological to just right. how yeah. she looked yeah. herself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Although there is evidence to, to sort of argue against that because after she was revealed to be a woman, she actually had, she did have an affair with another one of the pirates because when they were captured and they were, um, although they fought, you know, uh, Anne and Anne and Mary were considered especially uh, vicious pirates. You know, they would they would fight like wild animals, and you know, were were would not hesitate to shoot a man in the face, even if he was uh, appealing for mercy. But uh, yeah. yeah. With our pirates for today's show. Indeed, indeed. They were pretty ruthless. And in fact, when, uh, so they were captured and uh, they were all sentenced to hang. Um, but Anne was pregnant with Calico Jack's child and Mary was pregnant with um, her lover's child. So they well, fled. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I think we can say that Mary probably is identified. As a, I mean, I would guess if she's pregnant. I mean, it doesn't seem like that would be likely. Well, you know, who knows? I We, we can't ask her because, uh, you know, that was so long ago and they didn't have, yes. you know, they didn't have modern <laughs> modern labels. It, they didn't have the names for those things yet. So it's, it is up to, to, it's up to yeah, it's up to history to speculate. But... Um, so they were so they, pregnant both during their trial. What was the they resolution? they pled their bellies, which which was something that women pirates, um, a little loophole that women pirates had that male pirates did not have, which was if they were pregnant, they couldn't be executed until the baby was weaned. So Caliker Jack was marched off to the hangman and. Uh, when he went to say goodbye to his erstwhile wife, uh, she said, I have no pity for you, Jack. If you hadn't, if you had fought like a man, you wouldn't have to hang like a dog. Uh, so, <laughs> my. yes, these were tough women. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mary uh, caught, uh, fell sick, fell ill in prison. And uh, she and her unborn child died in prison. Um, but uh, Anne had her baby. And by the time, uh, you know, her pregnancy was over and her child was weaned, um, she had obtained a pardon. So she went off to live her life and, and disappears in the annals of history. Well, we end on the note of what we began on. It seems like she got to live her life out. Um... We'll, we'll just assume happily. Yes, let's say happily. Yes. Indeed. Thank you for listening to our episode on women pirates from the Renaissance through the 18th century. Up next, a pirate who may have been the greatest of all time, a woman from China. You'll enjoy it. Take care. Mm-hmm.